self-proclaimed ninja Ron Collins goes back behind bars and his brief time in the sun underscores the problem of internet tough guys. Self-defense, self-awareness, self-development. This is the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Hello and welcome to the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. The Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore is a production of themartialist.net and philelmore.com. I am the aforementioned Phil Elmore, your host. Let's see how many times I can say my name in the opening. Well, <laughs> to, to say I told you so seems insufficient. If you've uh, been listening to the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore for any length of time, you know that I have covered the topic of Ronald Collins before. Ron Collins came to prominence in uh, the martial arts scene online, mostly because of a street beefs fight that was put on YouTube a few years ago. My knowledge of him goes back much farther than that. Uh, To review very quickly, Ron has been a fixture in the online martial arts community since before uh, social media, back when people used internet forums, bulletin boards, to do their discussing online. As you will recall, those of you old enough to remember it, there was a time before modern day social media when if you wanted to talk about martial arts, you had two choices. There were a billion bulletin boards and forums. (coughs) Some of them run on software like PHP, BB, and others were services. Then there were there was chat. You could there were various chat rooms, uh, going all the way back to America Online and services like that. That's all. That's before a lot of you. I'm old enough to remember it, but then I'm old enough to remember logging into uh, Usenet through the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill to read news groups. So um, I am not actually a real person. In fact, I am an algorithm running on a mainframe in the basement of a building on the campus of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Um, That probably comes as a shock to most of you. But back in the days of internet forums, back in the like late 90s, Ron Collins was remarkably consistent in his many tall tales, his many claims of martial arts prowess. And for many years, he has claimed to be a an instructor of ninjutsu. Uh, When he fought in a street beefs match against the similarly tiny, even more obnoxious, Icy Mike Pesesco, and it says a lot that I find Icy Mike uh, more obnoxious than Ron Collins himself. Uh, When that happened, it was the culmination of a very long story. In previous uh, podcasts, I have gone over how that downward spiral came to be. (coughs) To, To sum up, Ron Collins, after years of being a fixture in the martial arts community, got involved with law enforcement a number of times uh, and has a tendency to conflate all of his legal cases to the point that they're hard to follow. He eventually got um, arrested for pretty much the worst thing you can be arrested for that isn't murder. Um, Those charges were dropped. There's been a recurring theme of Ron getting arrested in West Virginia and then law enforcement in West Virginia having trouble sealing the deal, and I don't pretend to know why that is. Um, I have my theories, but uh, among those theories is not the fact that Ron is the subject of a vast anti-Ron Collins conspiracy that spans every level of state, local, and federal government to include his governor, uh, various cops, uh, the prosecutor in his county, That's Ron's theory. (laughs) 
I don't happen to believe that. Um, Ron got humiliated on video when he confronted one of his many enemies, a fellow named Don Rowley. Um, and at a seminar that Don was giving, that Don made sure Ron knew about, Ron showed up with several people in tow from the Black Dragon Fighting Society, a sort of a support group for people who are lying about their martial arts credentials is how I would put that. The group confronted Don. Uh, Don invited Ron to come out onto the mats and uh, spar him. Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Ron's courage failed him, and he ran away hugging himself, threatening to sue over what was never quite clear, but Ron's one of those people who threatens to sue all the time. The humiliation of that moment never left him, and it occasioned a downward spiral in Ron's behavior where he started acting out he drove to Colorado to menace Rowley's family, talked about burning down the guy's house, murdering him and his children, murdering him in front of his children. Ron, over the years, has fantasized about murdering many people, uh, including uh, a police officer who arrested him and for whom he blamed a lot of his criminal legal issues on. Ron was arrested for making terroristic threats on the basis of blog posts threatening to murder that police officer. Um, and some other comments he made on video. Those are among the many charges that were uh, dropped. He was found incompetent to stand trial at one point. He was committed to a mental hospital. After six months, they let him out. Um, theoretically, he was restored to competency from that six months of treatment. He is no different. I don't, I don't see any difference in his online and on-screen personas. But uh, the end result of this whole mess, this whole mess of legal issues and stuff. Uh, Ron eventually took a, a match with uh, Mike Pesesco to prove that he could fight. What that, that televised fight, and you can find it online here, it's Icy Mike versus Ninja Ron on the Street Beefs channel. I don't know if that's the exact title, but you'll find it that way. What it proved was that Ron had no training. Ron does not know how to fight at all. Uh, and so predictably, Ron got punched twice and lost. Um, he couldn't handle that defeat on top of everything that had preceded it. So he went out and bought a gun and made sure the whole world knew he had a gun because it's very important to Ron Collins that you know he's very dangerous. He'll tell anyone who'll listen how dangerous he is. So uh, Ron was arrested, tried, and convicted for lying on the federal form that specifically asks, hey, uh, you've never been in a mental institution, have you? And of course he has, but he said no on the form. Then he went to prison, federal prison. He spent four years in two different, uh, he, he was in two different federal prisons over the course of four years. He gets out, he goes to a halfway house. He does something to break the rules of the halfway house, gets sent back to jail for some period of time, is let out again, goes to a second halfway house, where he proceeds to break the rules of that halfway house again, but finds the time to go onto MixedMartialArts.com to their other ground forum because he loves the attention they give him there. You may be surprised to know that uh, well-trafficked, very populous internet discussion boards still exist. A lot of you have forgotten this because you've been on social media like Facebook and Twitter um, and you've forgotten about bulletin boards. But there is a very I struggle with the word healthy because it is the least healthy place this side of 4chan or Kiwi Farms, but uh, it, it, this forum for mixed martial arts 
ostensibly is a place where manly men who engage in manly pursuits like mixed martial arts gather to discuss their manly things. And Ron went there to get attention for his beef with, with Don Rowley and everybody else he hates. And the, the, the audience there alternated between telling him how stupid he is and encouraging him, prodding him on, providing a space so welcoming for him, in fact, that he clearly adored the attention they were giving him. Now, they tried to have it both ways. This, I came to understand from first participating and then spectating there, that this internet forum is perhaps one of the most horrific piles of amoral degenerates I've ever seen. And that's because this is a breeding ground for internet tough guys. So you've got Ron, who is one of the one of the OGs of the internet tough guy crowd. He's an original gangster of the of the internet tough guys. Goes all the way back to the early, you know, to the late 90s, the early days of of internet discussion forums for martial arts. He is his street cred when it comes to being an internet tough guy is extensive because he's been making internet tough guy claims on the internet for a long time. But at this mixed martial arts forum, he found a receptive audience of people who would like you to believe they are mixed martial artists. They're not, most of them. There are a few sprinkled in there. But I would say that the average person who spends his time training in mixed martial arts uh, probably doesn't spend 16 hours a day on an internet bulletin board. So, you know, I don't know if he's got the app on his phone and he's in the gym working out while he's reading his phone. I don't know. Um, have fun with that screen capture. Um, but it really, if you'd asked me intellectually if Internet Tough Guys were still out there, I would have said yes, of course. And I, I encounter them occasionally. I've had people, you know, talk tough on my, uh, my Instagram account and on every other account on Facebook. I did an entire podcast about this one guy who seems to have made a lifestyle out of challenging Filipino martial arts instructors who've never heard of him to various duels and having in his mind this weird grudge against all of these people in the Filipino martial arts, again, most of whom have never heard of him. I called that episode Bravo Sierra in the martial arts. Um, and <laughs> the funny thing about that is shortly after I did that podcast, that guy's real name suddenly entered the conversation because people, all of the people he'd been challenging started comparing notes. And among the instructors who were comparing notes were a few people who knew who this guy really was, even though he uses a pseudonym online everywhere. So I noticed that activity around that fellow has died down because it isn't so fun to challenge the entire world to fight you when they know exactly who you are. Which is what separates the internet tough guys from the actual legitimate earnest people out there in the world. Um, I wanted to talk about five red flags of internet tough guys because uh, I was inspired by this experience that Ron Collins had on the mixed martial arts board and the the reaction of the people there who are, again, legitimately among the worst people you've ever seen. Uh, there are exceptions. Obviously, no internet forum is all one or all another. Um, you know, it, there are even a few decent people sprinkled among the people who still persist in a, uh, participating at Bullshito, <laughs> one of the more famous troll sites on the internet. Um, and again, probably no coincidence, run by a man who's about four feet tall. I don't know what it is about men who are four feet tall 
having an attitude. I just saw a study online that said very short men have tendencies towards narcissism and psychopathy, um, which doesn't surprise me. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about staring up at everybody else that drives you nuts, but um, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of that as we get further into this topic. Ron Collins himself displays red flags of being an internet tough guy, but the audience at this mixed martial arts forum displayed those red flags just in in spades. Absolutely amazing. So uh, let's get into that. Let's talk about those five red flags and see what we can learn from the experience. Okay, internet tough guy red flag number one, anonymity. There are a few people in the martial arts field who work very hard to maintain their anonymity for their safety. Uh, people like uh, Gerald Graysmith and Lourdes Sapiens, these are both anonymous bloggers working in martial arts who, because they go at so many weirdos, so many lunatics in the martial arts field, they make a lot of very bad, very dangerous enemies. So they are anonymous because they're smart. Many is the time I wish before I had done any muckraking martial arts journalism back in the day that I had been smart enough to use a pseudonym. I was not. I have always used my real name. I have never had the need to use a sock puppet account. Uh, I sign my name to every opinion I put online. And while over the years I've had people accuse me of being just about every anonymous blogger there is, um, I know 12 different people who've been accused of being Lord of Sapiens and or Gerald Graysmith, for example. But, and that's the problem with these people who do a lot of work like that anonymously. Everyone seems to do a turn in the barrel, um, you know, to the point that I even had some uh, internet critics like comparing writing styles and go, see, they both have similar vocabularies. And that one was kind of a blow because especially in the case of Lord of Sapiens, I don't like his writing style. So to have people go, his writing style is just like Lord of Sapiens. I'm like, oh, I, I need to engage them some self-reflection because I don't think I write like that and I don't want to. But that's beside the point. With the exception of people who are using anonymity to shield themselves from the very dangerous ongoing work that they're doing, anonymity is the single biggest indicator of somebody who's an internet tough guy. And, and how do we define internet tough guy? An internet tough guy is a guy who uses the distance and the anonymity that the internet affords him, and not always the anonymity because some of them have names, but they're people who love to get on the internet and talk tough, make threats, posture, but who in reality are simpering, weakling cowards who have no idea what the real world is like. And if they had any idea what the real world is like, would be much, much quieter because the real world is a dangerous place. And these are people who exist in a fantasy world. Um, in some cases, it's a juvenile fantasy world that is, bears a striking resemblance to movies like Revenge of the Nerds. People, to, to have someone in 2022 tell me that I'm a fat four eyes. Like, really, that's what you've got. You've identified that I wear glasses and that's some sort of indicator of weakness on my part. Okay. So uh, the anonymity that we're talking about is most of these people, most of these internet tough guys, and especially this was well represented at the forum that provided so much fertile ground for Ron Collins to seek attention because he went on there talking about his grudges against various people and involving them in his drama. 
And they made him feel so welcome that he could not stop participating there. He loved it. He was welcoming new people to this group like he'd always been a member. Welcome to the OG, the, uh, the other ground forums, he would say. Um, and while they wanted to, oh, we're not, we're not welcoming Ron Collins. We're not on his side. We, we know that he's a weirdo and this and that. Yeah, but you're trying to have it both ways because on the other hand, you're encouraging him. You're giving him all the attention he wants. You're inviting him onto your terrible podcast. Uh, one of the guys there has a has a podcast. A podcast where another member encouraged Ron Collins to travel to my home and murder me. I have all of this. I have this recording. Um, I have all of the evidence of this. That's an actual crime. You can't encourage a convicted felon to travel to someone else's home and murder them. It's a crime. And no, nothing's going to happen to this loser. Nothing will be done, mostly because he's completely anonymous. Uh, for his sake, he probably work probably should work really hard to stay anonymous because this type of behavior has a tendency to catch up to people. So the anonymity we're talking about is people who want to posture and talk tough and tell everybody else how much they suck and how much they can't fight and this and that. But we never have anything to compare to. They don't show their faces. They don't show any videos of them training. They certainly never come out of hiding to, sh to tell you their real name. They love to make fun of everybody else, but they don't have the basic courage to sign their name to their opinions, to put their identity on what they have to say. And that's because most of them are not what they want you to believe they are. They want you to believe that they're these, you know, these exemplars of, of mixed martial arts masculinity. But they're not. They don't meet the arbitrary standard that they themselves hold up as uh, the only thing that they would find impressive. And they're very concerned with whether or not they're impressed with you. Only if they are impressed with you as a martial artist will they allow themselves to not be completely crappy to you when you express your opinion. That's very important to them. And the only thing that will impress them is if you're a semi-professional mixed martial artist. So they pretend to be these people. They pretend to be this type of martial artist. And they'll speak at great length about how awesome they are. We'll, we'll get to that. I have some screen captures that I'll read to you. But they just don't have the skill, the ability, the time in that they want you to believe they do. Again, because these are people who spend 16 hours a day on a bulletin board talking smack to people who've done much more than they have. These are cowards. These are weaklings. And they don't like it. When you call them cowards and weaklings, they get very, very upset because those criticisms hit very close to the mark. And that itself is sort of a, a, the flavor of Internet Tough Guy. So red flag number one when somebody's talking tough on the Internet is anonymity. If there's no identity to attach to that person, if they've, if they've gone really far to protect who they are and make sure you can't find them, you can't see who they are, you can't put a face to the name, you can't see if they are as impressive as they claim to be, that's a red flag. And it's a remarkably common red flag. It's not, you know, it's, you can be an internet tough guy and have your identity out there. Certainly the Ron Collinses and Frank Dukeses of the world uh, underscore that. But very much so if somebody is, is talking smack from behind the cover of anonymity and they don't have truth and, and receipts to back it up. You know, like, like the, these anonymous martial arts bloggers like Lord of Sapiens and Gerald Graysmith, these are people who use evidence to make their points. They'll say, this guy lied about his martial arts credentials, here's the reasoning behind why I say that, and here's the proof. There's no disputing that. So staying anonymous when you're exposing stuff like that is just good sense because you're making enemies. 
We're talking about people who are like, that guy, that guy sucks and I could beat him. But of course, we don't know if you could. We don't know if you're, you could be incredibly scrawny. You could be incredibly fat. You could be this complete and total loser who's never accomplished anything in life. You know, you could be some incel in a basement who's never known the touch of a woman. Like, we just don't know. And that's why the anonymity matters. This leads me to warning red flag number two. It's the tough talk. It's the the swaggering, the profanity, the epithets, the slurs. These these are people who love to throw in f bombs and racial slurs and epithets and homophobic slurs. They just you know this is how they talk because they're very very proud of how tough and raw and raucous they are. In point of fact, they're weaklings. They're complete and total weaklings. Uh, the guy who encouraged Ron Collins to travel to my home and murder me on this forum. Uh, in the course of a podcast that his buddy runs. Uh, that guy goes by the name Forrest, and Forrest uh, is a turd who has a speech impediment. I mention this because I think he's probably very, very self-conscious about the speech impediment, so much so that he'll swear up and down that the speech impediment is a put-on. It's not real. But in point of fact, if you listen to this guy speak, it is very obvious there's something wrong with his diction. There is a speech pathology there. And these are people who are very, very young, at least young-sounding. And I don't mean that as in they're young people. Uh, Forrest, I think, has been a member of that forum since, like, 2010, 2014, something like that. I'd have to look at the profile again. So this is somebody who's been around long enough to, you know, he'd have to have been a teenager to be in his 20s now, and he's probably considerably older than that. But these are people who are mentally young. They are immature. You know, and anybody who's swaggering around the internet talking about how tough he is from behind the screen of anonymity, encouraging convicted felons to go mur murder people online with no thought for the consequences. Clearly, there's some internet tough guy action going on there. Um, Forrest himself claims, oh, I never threatened you. I, Phil Elmore says I threatened him, but I never did that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. And a matter of fact, let's see, what did I do with the screen capture that I pulled up for my specifically on October the 5th, uh, 2022, Forrest posted, uh, Elmore, you want to talk about delusions, but let me assure... I'm sorry, I'm doing the wrong voice. Elmore, you want to talk about delusions, but let me assure you, I would have zero problem packing out an ancient, obese, fake black belt. I can't really do the speech impediment, but that's kind of what he sounds like. Um, so yeah, he would have no problems packing out an ancient, obese, fake black belt like me. So from behind the screen of anonymity, here he is making threats and talking tough when he's not encouraging convicted felons to travel to my home and murder me. Um, at the very least, that's kind of rude, I would say. But but the better part of the of the tough talk is his buddy uh, Jiu-Jitsu, I guess we'll say the name. I don't know how he would prefer it pr pronounced, and I don't care. This is the guy who has the podcast on which Forrest encouraged Ron Collins to come murder me, because they had Ron Collins on as a guest. I have been a guest on that same terrible podcast. Early on in this whole drama, I thought, well, you know, I'll approach this in good faith. I'll let people know where I'm coming from. I think I'm a pretty nice guy. It'll probably work out well. Um, I believe Forrest even said in that podcast that, well, I'm not going to come at you hard anymore, blah, 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 you seem nice enough, or I don't know exactly what he said. And of course, he went right on being a hateful turd. So, you know, these are people who are also dishonest and very concerned with how tough you think they are. But this, this takes the cake. 
So Jiu-Jitsu, responding to somebody who, of course, anybody who disagrees with them is automatically me in disguise. I have one account at that forum. I have never needed to sign anybody else's name to my opinions. But it doesn't matter. Anybody, like one guy, they, they accused him of being me, and somebody else spoke up and said that that dude had been on the forum for like 20 years or something like that. But it doesn't matter because when you're that wrapped up in your your hatred and your insecurity, anybody who dares oppose you must be the same guy in disguise over and over again. So Jiu-Jitsu, who himself is a just a coward, just a weakling anonymous coward, um, he's like, he, he wrote, this is these are his exact actual words, but I'm going to censor the profanity. Um, this is a place where actual men with ball sacks who have fought or at least trained MMA for decades. Now, this is an aside. Watch how we move the goalposts as this goes on. Uh, who have fought or at least trained MMA for decades come to hang out and BS with others who are at least fans of real martial arts. So we've gone from they fought to, well, they've at least trained mixed martial arts. They're fans. They're fans of mixed martial arts. So they're fans of the right thing. Um, and, and he goes on to... Uh, never mistake, you and all your friends are considered straight Mark A cowards who stayed on some TMA BS decades after it was exposed as BS in the first UFCs in the 90s. So, so basically, if you're still an advocate or an exponent of any traditional martial art, because mixed martial arts exists and is a sporting competition that has been on television, you are wrong, you're not just wrong, you're bad. But more importantly, you are not as tough as guys who are smart enough to be fans of the right thing. From behind, of course, the screen of anonymity. Um, you know, Forrest and Jiu-Jitsu, these are, these are very, very tough men. Tough men with ball sacks. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy for your ball sacks. Um, you weakling cowards, you posturing children. I'm very happy for you. I'm sorry, I try to keep my contempt contained but it's hard to do that when dealing with people who are of this low character. These are easily the most amoral degenerates you've ever seen. These are people who said uh, that anyone who told the government that Ron had an illegal handgun when he bought a handgun, the thing that he went to jail for and then to prison for, that those people are snitches. I'm a snitch uh, because, you know, I don't want to see Ron Collins engage in mass murder. Um, I'm a stitch because Ron went to prison for a paperwork crime rather than for a, an active shooting. So right away, anybody who would be willing to say that a mentally deranged weirdo should be left to his own devices with a firearm, those are not good people. These are people with serious problems. But, you know, then you add in the anonymity and the tough talk about how, how tough they think they are. <laughs> they with their ball sacks and their right opinions. And it's just sad. Which brings me to red flag number three, a complete lack of accomplishments. They're so proud of the martial art that they say they've been training in and, and the fighting they claim they do or that they've been next to or that they've watched. And they have no accomplishments, nothing. They, they've done nothing in life. It made them very, very angry when, you know, because these were people who were following my podcasts for a while. Uh, it made them very, very angry when I pointed out that I have been very successful in a field that traditionally has been the purview of athletes. And I am not an athlete. I never have been. I'm big, I'm fat, I'm slow. I always have been. And yet through hard, persistent work, I managed to accomplish things in this field and build a career for myself. And that occasioned all kinds of conspiracy theories about how it's all fake and, you know, I'm every good review I've ever gotten and, uh, you know, lots of other things that are 
wildly speculative, none of them even up approaching the truth. And at the end of the day, I cash the checks and I'm happy and I, I'm here surrounded by my office where I make my living in this field. And <laughs> no amount of bitching on the internet will ever change that. So the, the complete lack of accomplishments that these weakling cowards have is another thing that makes them internet tough guys. They, they want so much to sit in judgment of everyone who's done more than they have. Uh, while trying to impress on you how awesome and tough they think they are. Uh, and if you fail to be impressed, you're a wrong, bad person. Um, and they will call you mean names uh, and may even point out that you have glasses. So take that, four eyes. Uh, red flag number, where are we? Uh, number four, implausible accomplishments. This is where we come back around full circle to people like Ron Collins and Frank Dukes and some of the lesser lights of the Black Dragon Fighting Society. People who claim that they've broken all these records, people who claim that they've earned multiple black belts. I have been watching like an addict um, these Forged in Fire shows from the History Channel and the new one that came out um, that is Forged in Fire, Knife or Death, which involves, it's a, it's a cutting competition. So those people didn't even necessarily make their knives. They could have had them made and they're just there to show what they can do performatively. I love those shows. But I love them even more when the contestants are weirdos. And I believe the show encourages them to show up in costume. Like, oh, you have a traditional martial arts uniform? Please wear that when you show up. Oh, you dress like an anime character and you have a buster sword? Please show up with that. We would love that. You know, the producers just can't contain their glee. And there was a guy on that show who claimed to have multiple black belts, and he was relatively young. And I looked at that guy and I'm like, no, no, you don't. Because anyone who claims to be like a 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th Dan and he's 30 years old, or who claims to have multiple black belts, and he's, you know, 20 to 30 years old. It's just not plausible. It takes a lot of time to earn multiple dance uh, in, in any martial art. Um, when I was in college, I took uh, karate from an instructor named Joe Liberto. And Joe, uh, Sensei Liberto, earned his I want to say it was like a, an eighth Dan or something. It was very high. It was a high Dan rank. And he went from having the raddiest black belt you've ever seen that he'd clearly had for many years to this beautiful new black belt with red, white, and blue stripes on the tips. And it was clear he had earned that through time, you know, in what he did. He was a very skilled uh, uh, karate exponent and teacher. But, it, you know, I, I think about that often, about the obvious amount of time and effort that must have gone into that multiple Dan rank. And then you get these people online who are claiming to have multiple Dans and they're 20 to 30 years old. It's like, no, no, you don't. Um, there was another guy that I ran into, and I've mentioned him on previous podcasts. Let's call him Frank. And Frank was perfectly nice. He was a fan of my work online. He came up to me after the seminar and said, hello, we did not work together during the seminar. Um, and, uh, you know, one of those seminars where I go and I don't train because, you know, I, I don't train in any martial arts. Uh, so afterwards, he comes up to me, introduces himself. He friended me on Facebook. I didn't think anything of it. And then a friend of mine pointed out that on his website, Frank claimed to have high ranks in like 10 different martial arts. And when you watch this guy on video, he absolutely sucks. He's not good. So it was just insulting to see him uh, professing 
multiple high Dan ranks in all of these different martial arts, I just unfriended him. I was like, no, no thank you. I don't need this kind of fraud in my life. So a big red flag is when somebody like Aron Collins tells you, I, I earned multiple black belts before I was 20, and I started training in martial arts as a toddler. No, no, you didn't. And everyone who claims that is lying. And, well, Bruce Lee, you're not Bruce Lee. You're not even Brandon Lee. You're no, you're no Lee. There's no Lee. You're not anywhere in the family tree. <laughs> so anybody who claims an implausible amount of rank, big red flag you're dealing with an Internet tough guy. And finally... Red flag number five, because I don't want this podcast to drag on forever. Red flag number five, constantly urging other people to fight. Because you are not willing to do it yourself, but you want other people to fight for your own amusement. Uh, there was, uh, I'm surprised this didn't get more news. In the YouTube world, there's a character named Ethan Ralph who's been on well, he's been online for a long time. Uh, he has a site that uh, is like a news blog. Um, he interviewed me once on multiple topics, including weapons. I go on lots of podcasts. Um, and Ethan makes a lot of enemies because he's kind of a he's kind of a drama personality. And I think when you are an online drama personality, making enemies goes with the territory. So he made an enemy out of this guy. The only name I know to give to him is his username, which is Cognitive Thought. So we'll call him Cog. And Cog is some weakling in, like, the UK. And he found out that, I think, because Ethan said where he was going to be, Ethan was in a different country. And Cog and some goon friend of his confronted Ethan in the foreign country after tracking him down. And then Cog stood by while the goon beat up Ethan Ralph. And then talked tough about it after the fact. And I looked at that, and I'm like, you know, you didn't do anything. You encouraged other people to fight. You let your hired goon do your fighting for you. How dare you talk tough about it after the fact? You haven't accomplished anything except watching a friend of yours beat somebody up. So that's the kind of thing that it's not always that uh, physically present. Like, that's, that's a level above. Uh, but what you'll see online from Internet Tough Guys is they're constantly encouraging other people to fight. I mentioned the little coward who, on the podcast, he said something like, oh, you know, uh, you, you got all this beef with Don Rowley, but if I was you, I'd, I'd want to go after Elmore. I'd want to murder Elmore. You know, he, he did all this, this exhortation to murder me. And he's also telling a convicted felon that he should break his supervised custody at the time. Because Ron was on supervised custody at the time. Um, that's one of the reasons he has gone back to prison. Because he broke the terms of his second halfway house, which was part of the supervised relief uh, release arrangement. And eventually they, they arrested him again. And now I believe he's awaiting trial uh, to see how much time he gets for this violation. I don't understand our legal system. I'm coming to understand that I don't understand it. And there was a very helpful post at the Mixed Martial Arts Forum where, yet again, the guy who made it was accused of being me. I wish it was me because that would mean I understood how these things work, and I don't. But <clears throat> that guy said that the way the federal system works, it isn't that he was on parole, broke parole, and then goes away for the time of the parole. It's more that he was uh, he had certain terms of his release. He broke those terms. So now a judge or maybe a jury, but I'm assuming a judge, will determine how much more time he gets for this violation. 
smart money seems to say that it'll be a few months. So Ron will probably go back to prison for a few months. He'll get to spend yet another Christmas behind bars. So it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Um, but along the way, so many people were urging him to fight Don, urging Don Rowley to fight Ron. Ron and Don were talking about arranging a fight, which I don't understand. <coughs> I don't understand why... Uh, I don't understand why somebody who's basically under the auspices of federal law enforcement... You know, you're on some kind of supervised release. How is it you are free to arrange to do some kind of duel with somebody else, some kind of a brawl? Um, I, I don't get that. I don't understand how that's allowed or possible because that's not what got him sent back. He got sent back because he couldn't stop using illegal cell phones in his halfway house. Um, I've read the... There is a document that was filed in early November. It was the uh, petition to have him arrested. That document was sealed until November 30th when it was approved by the judge and Ron was taken into custody. And that document outlines what he did to break the terms of, of the halfway house that he was staying in. And it was all, you know, Mr. Collins wouldn't stop using his cell phone or Mr. Collins had a different cell phone after he supposedly turned in his cell phone. I mean, can you imagine going back to prison because you just couldn't stop posting on Facebook or posting on MixedMartialArts.com's forums. That's kind of mind-blowing to me, but when you, when you have the kind of lack of impulse control that leads you down the life path that someone like Ninja Ron Collins has experienced, I guess it's not a surprise. So along the way, in the discussion thread at MixedMartialArts.com, there were so many people urging so many other people to fight anybody who wasn't them. Those are all internet tough guys. Now, there were one or two who agreed to step in and fight. And, you know, take the, the icy Mike Pesescos of the world. That was a guy who inserted himself into Ron's drama many years ago and said, yeah, I'll fight you. And then they did. And Pesesco was so obnoxious that at first when he agreed to fight Ron, I thought, this guy's doing the Lord's work. And then he started talking. And I realized just how dislikable I find him. Um, some of you will be pleased to know that the topic of our next podcast here at the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore will be Icy Mike Pesesco. I have sub subjected myself to over and over his videos. That it was painful. It was painful getting through enough of his YouTube videos to amass the talking points that I wanted for the video, for the podcast. But I did it. So we're going to move from the topic of Internet Tough Guys this week to, in our next episode, we're going to talk about this tiny little man who claims to be hard to hurt, and that is Icy Mike Pesesco. God help us all. But I'm going, to, I'm going to wrap this up for now. To recap, your five red flags of Internet Tough Guys, of whom Ron Collins is one, and of whom so many of the participants at the MixedMartialArts.com forum happen to be. Uh, number one, they are usually anonymous, but not always. Number two, they love their tough talk. They love to posture and tell you how tough they are and how weak you are. Number three, they have a complete lack of accomplishments in their own lives. Uh, number four, some of them will list implausible or impossible accomplishments that are clearly fictional. And number five, they're constantly urging other people to fight from behind the safety of their computers. But the last thing they would do would be to actually do any of the stuff that they talk about doing on a daily basis.
And that's it. Internet tough guys have been with us for as long as there has been an internet. And there were, before there was an internet, I guess it was probably in its technical infancy. I have met people, I met one person in particular when I was uh, either a freshman or a sophomore in college, who was sort of the prototype for all of the writing I subsequently did on the topic of internet tough guys, virtual tough guys, uh, because he was in person, he was the kind of person who would talk about how, how martially skilled he was when he was not, would talk about a background that he had when he did not have it. So I come to this topic sort of forewarned and forearmed. Is that right? Pre-armed? Anyway, having had that experience in college, having met that person and realizing he was a liar, to then see it play out on the internet was like, oh, oh, this is the virtual version of what I've already experienced in real life. Maybe someday I'll tell that story. Um, I haven't quite gotten to that yet, but we'll see. All right, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, you, you are now warned when it comes to Internet Tough Guys, you know the five red flags. Next time we'll talk about I see Mike Pesesco. Ugh. Uh, until next time, I have been your host, the aforementioned Phil Elmore. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Until next time, pretend I said something cool here. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Visit us online at linktree slash Elmore.